0: It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none.
1: How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today I'm here with Mercedes Burgos. Mercedes, thank you so much for being here.
0: Well, thank you for inviting me, I appreciate it.
1: Oh no, our pleasure. (laughs) So I don't even know where to begin with you. You got quite the story, young lady.
0: Uh, yeah, it's um, pretty extensive. <laughs> I know. There's,
1: there's so many, you know, so many parts. Um, I mean, you're originally from Chicago. Yes. You're in real estate now.
0: Um, well, I'm half Mexican, half Puerto Rican. Okay. Uh, my father's family is from Umeca, Puerto Rico. My mother's family Michoacan, Mexico, Morelia, La Ciudad, all that over there. Um, so it was interesting growing up, you know, because you don't realize how much internal racism there is in different cultures within latino hispanic groups and growing up i had uh thankfully an aunt who always pushed me to do networking and and volunteer for certain things which thank you auntie debbie (laughs) um so i got to see you know how cohesive or uncohesive you know different groups were so i learned a lot of that but uh, it it was also a blessing for me because i I love both you know cultures growing up Uh, We weren't really taught how to speak Spanish in the house because our parents did want us to be a little bit more Americanized. Um, But I learned later on in life that uh, I can put my mind to anything. And when I left home at the age of 17, I asked whoever was working with me. When I worked through, I mean, living up by Humboldt Park, working in St. Mary's, St. Elizabeth's Hospitals. I have a wonderful comadre who um, passed away. This past year, um, Emma Estevez, who sorry. was oh yeah, yeah so it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman, it was like my, mm. my second mother, oh. who she would always test me and play with me in Spanish, and it helped tremendously. So now, being you know in sales and just life in general, being able to speak Spanish helped tremendously. Um, started very young, like I said, my parents, I was actually raised in the South Side of Chicago. I was actually born up north at the old Belmont Community Hospital, which since has been torn down yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, my grandparents were very key also, my mother's parents in my upbringing. I stayed with them for the first year and a half of my life, basically. And my parents like had visitation on weekends. Oh, wow. It was because my mother was very um, very nervous about anybody else ever watching us. For sure. And I found out you know, later in life there were things that my own mother went through that mm. she couldn't disclosed to people or didn't yeah. feel comfortable with and I know that they had a lot to do psychologically for her and how her demeanor was and why she acted the way she did for a lot of times which I feel like for
1: a lot of Latinos we learn about those things later on in life we don't know about them growing up they're always very you know secretive hush, hush, yeah. yeah
0: real not only that it's like I found for some strange reason we tend to be so much more embarrassed absolutely or like shamed Famed, into yeah. fear of, of sharing And, uh, you know, I thank God, you know, I don't consider myself like God's gift to men or anything like that. Uh, but when I was younger, you know, there was attention and unfortunately there was bad attention. Sure. And, you know, my father is one who, uh, which I love you guys, mom and dad. Um, but my dad is a very, he doesn't know how to express himself really well. Yeah. He grew up on the island. I didn't come out to the States until, well, it's come out of the United States, but I think he first came to New York when he was like 17 and then ended up going to Chicago and met my mom and kind of whirlwind story. They ran away together, you know, that lovely stuff. <laughs> um <clears throat> Then had me. But um he was raised in more where children should be seen and not heard. Absolutely. So it was very hard to, you know, discuss things. Like if you asked when can you have a boyfriend, I was like, ah, never. You know, exactly, <laughs> but little did they know at the same time, you know, there's things going on in the background that, unfortunately, even myself, like I mentioned to you, as a mom, I have, yes, I have four children. My oldest is going to be 32 in November, uh, Vanessa, and uh, I'll be 47 in August. So I always tell so you're a young mom. Yeah, so I always tell people, you can always do the math. <laughs> yeah, and then my second oldest is going to be 25 in October, um, Alexis. And uh, she made me a grandmother back in November 2018, which <laughs> well, is... So, congratulations. Yeah, he's something else. He's gorgeous. And it's so funny because I'm half Mexican, half Puerto Rican. My grandson is Mexican, Puerto Rican, Italian, and German. Oh, my goodness. His name is Dominic Da Vinci Maldonado. It oh sounds like goodness. he's part of the cartel. Yeah. <laughs> Mafia. Uh, the but, artistic cartel, right? Yes, yeah. but I love it because he's, you know, he's just this little huerito running around and, yeah, he's something else. A lot of else. personality. Oh, yeah, and he's already, ying, 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 yell. who are you yelling at, young man? Mm, that's so funny. Oh, yeah, he likes to test us. Love kids. But um, it's interesting having a little one running around. Um, they're a lot of work. I told my babies, I'm like, you you know, you have to think before you do this, but he's a blessing. And then uh, my only boy, Joshua, will be 17 in July, and he's like 6'3", 260 pounds, wearing a size 14 shoe. Holy boy, is huge. Yes. Play so sports? He was, and he had a shoulder injury and had to have um, oh, no. surgery. And That's I got, mom got nervous, so I haven't let him do anything. But now he's pushing again for baseball and football. So we'll see after all of this yeah. virus stuff, because who would have thought that you'd have to buy toilet paper and groceries like it was the end of the world? Yeah. So it's been, but it's been really scary because I have, you know, clients and friends who have family members and are going through it and it's just so sad, you know, to see or hear, you know, the pain and the stuff that they're going through with this virus. It's, you know, you're nervous when you go to the store, you're nervous. It's just, you know, anything, you're venturing outside, but at the same token, you know, life goes on and we're yeah. trying to be as healthy, but as normal as possible without, you know, endangering anybody. And then my youngest one, she's my Celestina. She just turned 15 in March. And I think God all three of my girls were very creative Um, Very, yeah, they're just artistic. Uh, The two older ones haven't really done much with it now that they're older. But my younger one, um, unfortunately, because of some of the stuff that we went through, um, she had some trauma and and some psychological stuff going on there. I'm sorry to hear that. We have a service dog for her. But she's, I mean, absolutely amazing now with uh, the process we've been going through. She's doing great. I mean, and the service dog has an Instagram. (laughs) Uh, it's actually Cora the service dog, so Celestina. <laughs> um, but, I mean, she's to the point where she's making bow ties and collars and selling little things online that I just, I never even knew that. I call her my little hustler. I'm like, what's up, my little hustler today? And she's just, Mom, guess what? Cora's got like 10,000 followers now. And, and I just, it the technology that she can do, you know, tap into YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all this stuff. I'm like, every now and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, how does this work again? And they'll like come and I'm like, my son is like, mom, just face it, you're old. I'm (laughs) like, oh, wow. Thanks a lot. (laughs) But going back to, I guess, starting off so young, um, there was somebody who lived um, on the block where we lived um, when I was about 12, 13 years old. And um, unfortunately, I had a a situation which was really hard to, you know, even ever talk to Yeah. Um, my family. I mean, at the age of nine, I remember that my mom let me walk home for the very first time as a, I was a Girl Scout.
1: Hmm. I was a Girl Scout hmm. for many
0: years, and uh, my girls are Girl Scouts. And my son was a Boy Scout. I mean, you know, Scouts. I think highly, tremendously of them because it helps. And uh, I was walking home from Our Lady of Guadalupe Church over on 91st Street, um, the National Shrine of Saint Jude, because that's where we we're originally all from, and that's been our parish since. Oh my God. I, I want to say my grandparents, thank you, Jesus, on my mother's mm-hmm. side. I still have my grandma and grandpa who are going to be 91. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, and um, it, we, God, since I was I was baptized, there, you know, my parents were married. there. It, that's been our parish forever. And uh, I got to walk home from there. And I remember walking home. I had somebody following me home and was saying uh, some very nasty things to me as I'm walking home and, I just remember, oh, my God, I should have never asked to walk home by myself. And yeah. so when I got home, was in tears and told my pa- my mom what happened. And, you know, it's kind of like, I think, unfortunately, for a lot of the Latino Hispanic community, you know, sometimes it's like, what'd you do, you know, like to kind we'll of provoke yeah, this. Yeah, right. So after that, it's kind of like hard to. You know talk about things with certain people where you
1: don't want to get blamed
0: exactly where on my mom's side of the family I am very blessed everybody's very educated I mean very you know if they've had some kind of position within the government I mean at one point my mother even worked for immigration Mm -hmm. uh, but when my second my sister behind me came along um since my grandmother had me so much you know she was like well you know we're gonna kind of Step back a little bit from the babysitting, and my mom didn't want anybody else ever watching us, so um, she left immigration um, and was basically a stay-at-home mom for quite a bit of time. Um, my father has done everything from working on cars to truck driving to do everything. Like I said, it's,
1: it's very it, hands-on.
0: A very hands-on. A hard worker. You know, unfortunately, he maybe not as business savvy, and mm-hmm. I think that's something to that with us that I'd like to in the long run as I get involved with different. Organizations because I have sat on the junior board of us in the past. I uh, was the event chair for South Lake Hispanic Chamber of Commerce out in Indiana, but we've, you know, that's kind of slowed down. So we'll hopefully re, you know, address that at some point, revisit it. And other organizations, I have another gorgeous, wonderful friend who she's trying to pull together. You know, they're a Latino organization, out that way. Um, Chicago Latino Network, I mean, just a, an array of things, you yes. know, Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, I, like I said, I was lucky that since young, my aunt would have me volunteer at different things, and I remember one of the first biggest events that I was volunteering at was for the Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and it was the first time they had Mark Anthony and Le India performing at Navy Pier, oh, wow. and that was a blow away, <laughs> just mind-blowing for it, yeah. me, yes, to see at, you know, that age, you know, 18, 19 years old, Okay, uh, but you know, like I said, it was unfortunate that stuff like that happens because in the past when I was followed home, because then after that, like I said, there was somebody who kind of forced themselves upon me later on in life. and oh, I'm sorry. You, you know, us as women, and it's not just women anymore. No, I mean, it's there's, not. There's, no. there's, you know, boys, men out there who've gone through stuff that, and I think even harder for men because, you know, especially Latino, we have the machismo, yeah, the yeah. ego, the pride, mm-hmm. and they don't like to say anything about what they've been through. Where kind of when I think to me it's a th- lot
1: of people. I mean, I, I know it's it's cultural, yes, but I think we identify with cultures because we see it so prevalent and, and it's it's very yes. we're very aware of it.
0: Yeah, because we can't say it's just our nationality. No. you know, because there are other cultures, or other nationalities. It's, it's that have... It's unfortunate that it's everywhere. Exactly, and it's just a matter, I think, of trying to now set up avenues for people to know. You know what? It's okay. You know, you're not the only one. Yeah. You're not alone. So after that happened, it kind of just, it was almost like something I blocked out for a long time and didn't really think about it. Um, and then, but you could always feel it in your spirit, for sure. you know, like the self-esteem, the you shame. know, you, you feel like um, almost, they make you feel almost like you deserved it. Like you're not pretty enough. You're not mm-hmm. good enough. Like, you know, things just, you know, go through your head that you don't realize till later on in life. And it took me a long time to finally say hey I love myself yeah
1: and and if I mean if you don't mind me uh, saying um you know we should talk a little bit about relationships and the things that you had been through it seems like a lot of that kind of carried over into your life right? yes it did yes it
0: did so when I was expecting my oldest daughter I was 14 had her three months after my 15th birthday um how can I say It, it was and mind you it wasn't even like drinking or drugs or anything like that in high school it was just a matter of i think sometimes especially as individuals and i think more so like on with women you'll hear a lot where sometimes we look for that love that we felt Mm -hmm. we didn't get somewhere else or something happened and you're the trauma trauma. yeah Yeah, so you kind of look for that um companionship but at the same token like filling a void exactly but at the same token i didn't know anything about yeah life sucks things like that so it was just like kind of like okay you know the past situation happened. You didn't reflect upon anymore but then when the other situation took place and it's like oh at the doctor's office you're like you're expecting from what what are you talking about Wow. (laughs) and I'm like really oh my god yeah so it was but it was actually in a time of my life too where I was feeling down I was feeling depressed and I didn't know how to Um, talk about that or express it you know know, my my mom's sisters were great like my aunts would try to talk to me about things hey sick me out to dance you know things like Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. try to you know really be involved but it was like still like you something that you internalize and you don't know how to talk about man so
1: i mean um, so you get told hey you're expecting a child you're like uh, from water what do you mean and and, and now you're going to be a mom so one, how did your parents take that? Ooh, and and two, God. how did that obviously impact your life, you know, with school and everything else?
0: And, well, I'm the first child, first grandchild in my mother's side of the family. So that was a huge <sighs> surprise. Yeah. yeah. I, I I put my parents through a lot with that one. I think sure. my dad at one point wanted to jump out the window. Well, it sounds from, like you were all yeah. going through it together. Yeah. Oh. And then my mom was like, you know, at first I got the, um, you're not having that baby. Really? You know, from family members. But then after fought. Fought through it, and even they called the clinic, and the clinic was like, even if she was 12, and she didn't want to, you can't force her. Really? So yeah, so oh, I didn't know that. ended up having my daughter um, Vanessa, who I think actually, even though like I tell them, you know, I tell my children to this day, I'm not the perfect mom, I apologize. You know, we've gone through things, um, choices, you know, in life that I made that unfortunately, mm-hmm. when you have children, your children go through these with, you know, these things with you. But now it's to a point where there's a lot more conversation. There's a lot more reflecting. There's a lot more. Hey, it's okay to go to a counselor. There's a lot more, you know, openness. Where I think that has brought us a long way. I mean, nothing. How how
1: recent is that? Where that became a part of your
0: the last for with the relationship with Mike? It's the last two over the last two years. It's been a course of on and off things that have taken place. But so from the aspect of focusing on the bad things. Uh, when my daughter was born, it was like, and I was expecting her, I was like focusing on her. Hmm. So it, it helped a lot. Or I remember getting on the bus when she had a high fever and having to go to the emergency room by myself Jeez. because her father, you know, couldn't come pick us up that day or, you know, it's, there's little things Whatever along the way. The way yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, sitting there, how, how old? I, I'm 15 oh, like and I'm she's a baby. on a bus and she's a couple of months old oh. and I go to the emergency room and they're like, are you kidding? They're like, there's moms who don't even come. You know, older and, you know, and, and it's crazy because. But you loved your kid. Oh, yeah. And and what's even uh, crazier is that when she was a baby, I thought about putting her like in modeling, like, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I called and I'm talking to them and they're like, well, yeah, you know, we just need you to fill out this contract, blah, blah, so They're like you are 18 years of age, right? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm 15. Yeah. She's, you know, my baby, yeah. though. Yeah. I go, I have a birth certificate, everything. They're like, no, sorry, you have to be 18. So it was like there was a lot of it was it was. That's yeah, interesting. Crazy. I'm very grateful, though, that my... I loved school. I was always a you nerd. Loved, you love I loved school. I loved school. I was a you nerd in school. You still do, though. Yeah. I have a couple of degrees <laughs> yeah, behind I me for that. A couple of you. A couple of <laughs> licensures and degrees and certifications. Um, so I was grateful that my family was willing to say, hey, you know what? After she came, they fell in love with her, which was so funny, because then after that, they couldn't get enough of her.
1: Yeah. Um, but That's usually know, how it is. Though. Exactly.
0: You know, and it's all... And I... Like I... One thing I want to stress is that I say everything that I do say right now out of love. Yeah. And it's because at the same token, I've also heard other girls, like when I was younger, who are like, I can't go to school. You know, I don't have a babysitter. I can't. I have to work. I have to do this. Well, it's going to take some research, but there are programs. There are ways. And you got to want it too, right? I mean, you wanted
1: it. You said it. You love school. And I think that's a big difference.
0: Yes. And I was very glad that my mom... um, So my first two years, I went to George Washington High School on the east side of Mm -hmm. Chicago. Uh, The last two years, I actually graduated from Jones out here downtown Chicago, where it was um, Jones Metropolitan High School of Business and Commerce (laughs) before it became Jones Magnet High School. And I was glad that she did that because she graduated from there. And what Jones did at that time was still vocational school that basically your senior year, you had to work part time to be able to go on. And Mm -hmm. they taught you life skills. Yeah. I mean, typing, uh, you know, finances, balancing your checkbook, things that I think really should be really implemented back into high school and stuff like that because, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who don't know how to balance a checkbook.
1: Adults, I mean. Monitor their checking account, things like
0: that. Um, Just basic household things that, you know, a simple class, home economics should, you know, probably go ahead and, and be brought back in. But those are all things I'm hoping that as time goes on, you know, administrators for different. I mean, it will. I mean it has to. I mean you know, especially now yeah. that
1: we've gone you know been through everything we've been through. Yeah. But so, you know, you 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 brought up a good point before that uh um, when we were talking that you, you grew up together, right? You yes. and you and your daughter. I mean, yes. you're only 15 years apart. Yes. So and that's a like, lot of brothers like my yeah, yeah. Than my,
0: and to top it off i had a baby brother who's 12 years younger than i am Oh my goodness and he's an architect um love my, you know i have two younger sisters but we're all each two years apart
1: so how was that for them i mean do they grow up like brother and sister yeah, basically they're only three years apart from yeah. each
0: other so i i have a photo where when i brought my daughter home from the hospital my brother is got her in his little lap and yeah, they're more like brother and sister than yeah. anything else, and uh,
1: and, the, and and I mean not only that, but obviously you have you know three other children, but yes. they've seen you go through a lot. They've been through a lot with you yes. during this time.
0: So during. going through all that and making it through school, which was funny because I graduated third in my class when I graduated from <laughs> high school. Congratulations. Um, was offered some scholarships, but they didn't have family living, so I couldn't take mm-hmm. my daughter. Yeah. So, but you talk about
1: out of state or even in state, anything?
0: Um, or Champaign Urbana. Okay, yeah. Uh, UIC out there, yeah. right. and uh, but I ended up coming to starting UIC out here, but I would start college and stop because I'd have to work. I have to make sure. But in the midst of it, I'd always have a particular male, you know, come into my life sure. and it was like almost like i never was ever by myself. Like mm-hmm. it went from relationships, relationship to relationship. To relationship.
1: Um, and it was still, you think it was still trying to fill that
0: I, void. Yeah. I think a lot of it, like, you know, it, it's, there's a combo, like you will see um, psychologists and therapists tell people, you know, when people have gone through traumatic stuff when they're younger, they're either going to repeat that mm-hmm. cycle and maybe abuse or allow someone to abuse them, or they're going to try to fight and change their life for the better. So, but, you know, at the same token, you know, you're a girl, you grow up, you know, I love Disney, mm-hmm. you know, these movies, <laughs> Romance, watching like the kids. And, and, of and Yeah, and then well, you the get magic all... magic carpet ride. Yeah, yeah, you get taken away by this, you know, weird idea that, hey, you know, Prince Charming's out there, and it's like, eh, well, you know, it, they are, right? but I guess it's just what you just signs it, right? and things that God, you know, gives to you, exactly, yeah. and like they say, what you put on the universe yeah it's true you, you're not
1: in a good place you're going to attract someone who's not in a good place exactly yeah. so
0: um after my daughter's father um i there was a i mean absolutely sweetheart 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 of a person my first husband which i've been married a couple times <laughs> um kind of nervous you know embarrassed to admit that no. my father laughed at me sometimes He'd be like what are you trying to be like elizabeth taylor like, oh, <laughs> oh papi i haven't even got there yet elizabeth taylor married um, men with money i haven't <laughs> never had that chance And he'll just like, Oh my God. i like, I know. Bye. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. so funny. But I like to, you know, now it's, you know, joke more about it. Of course. Because you can. Yeah. Well now when you reflect back on things and when you find that happy place or that good place within yourself, it, and let me tell you, it it not only took me working on it, but I thank God that I've had people in my life that I believe are guardian angels that were placed, you know, in when it couldn't be my parents helped me out. Like my comadre that passed away, um, she was amazing. Uh, I have other comadre and compadre. My my oldest one's godfather and godmother. He was actually my CCD teacher, and I ended up teaching CCD at the time. And Good he, for you. I mean, he and his wife would come pick me up almost every weekend and basically take care of me. You know, mm-hmm. with uh, when I was expecting my oldest one. And it's just like I said, there's always people. I right now, my best friend. I don't know what I would do without her. She's like amazing. Um, it's just, yeah, Araceli. <laughs> she knows who I'm talking about because it's, I always tell her, girl, I don't know what I've done without you. But it's nice when you have people who have gone through things themselves yeah. too or they have a parent and uh, say, you know what, I've seen this before and this is what mm-hmm. we should probably talk about and do. And yeah. it helps you tremendously because then you start realizing, you know what, yeah, I need to work on myself. And so when I was at Jones, I met my first husband and, uh, pobrecito, I put him through hell because my grandfather, uh, we were going to live together, and my grandfather kind of threw out there uh, when we were leaving that if we were any kind of man, he would marry her. And I was like, no, I don't get married yet. You know, no, no, no. And this no. is as we'll a just get, teenager. Yeah, I was uh-huh. 17 and had a year and a half old. and Sure. You know, so I guess all the rebelliousness and the anger from, like, feeling like I was forced even though like my family has their idea and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know they're not trying to harm you but sure. it's like, you know, there's that pride, there's that, you yeah. know, whatever for the family that I took it out on him and I was probably the person I should stay married to. But yeah. you know, things change and so then we ended up getting divorced. And then unfortunately, the next person that came into my life, um, was somebody who had no drive, no ambition, uh
1: Quite the opposite of you.
0: Oh God, yeah, I live very lazy, and you know, God bless him. Not gonna say no names um, on that one, but I uh, supported him for eight years, yeah. and uh, I always told my daughter, my second oldest, the, the greatest blessing I get, you know, from my relationships or my children, because no matter what the case may be, no matter no matter no matter where I was in my mind, I always wanted to work harder for my kids. Yeah, and mind you, I was always like at this time, always working downtown Chicago. So I've worked for the US Army Corps of Engineers. I've worked for uh, out of the Prudential Building. I've worked for um, Educational Institutional Insurance Administrators, UAA at of Turner South Wacker Building. I mean, I've been... What is that, I
1: mean, where does that come from? What is that? Like, it seems like you're very different. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know you, <laughs> you come from a hardworking family, but this mm-hmm. desire... Because obviously, we haven't even gotten into it, but you have two master's degrees from uh, Kellogg's, yes, right?
0: Yes, I have my master's in business administration with a financial background from Keller graduate. And then I also have my master's in human resources management from Keller. Um, my uh, bachelor's is liberal arts and sciences, political science from UIC out here in Chicago. Wow. So, and then I have, I used I was an insurance agent for a period of time, two in between, uh, had gotten my insurance license that since I've le- lapsed because I, one of my last positions was with the university of Chicago mm. and I was with the Institute for molecular engineering and I used to do their HR administration to onboard postdocs and they're basically coming from different countries. So I would do all the J one processing, all this stuff mm-hmm. for their visas and you know, all this, you know, just. And I, you know, miss them too. Hi, Diane and Emily, if you're watching. Um, so it was interesting. I've I'm very blessed that I've ended up in very different, diverse things yeah. because I feel like everything that's happened, be it career, or personal, uh, tragic or great, has actually been able to now bring me where I'm able to help the clients and stuff that I work with now. Because being a realtor, you're not just their real estate agent, you're the person who's helping them make some of the biggest choices in their lives and either selling or purchasing their home and if it's their family, you know, basically for me, I tell people, I treat people the way I want to be treated.
1: Absolutely.
0: So if it's my family out there and they're in another state, I would hope to God that that person would you know, take care of them like I would my own family. So you become their realtor, their psychologist, their financial advisor, even though you're not really supposed to be their legal or financial advisor, but they'll come to you and ask questions. And then you have to be like, okay, look, we're going to, have to talk to the attorney on Illinois side or Indiana. They don't even require an attorney for a transaction because I do both Illinois and mm-hmm. Indiana. And I mean, I've been at a closing table where one of my very first closings when I got into real estate, she didn't think she would ever be able to get a house and she was in tears and just had all of us bawling. Like oh. and that's like one of the best feelings in the world is when you know, you know, that you've helped somebody do something they never thought they could do.
1: So do you think everything that you've gone through has helped you find your purpose, or at least helped you get on the path to finding your purpose? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. And lately, with a lot of stuff that I've fallen into by accident, which, in addition to the real estate, I've been doing the, the part-time mm. modeling. Yeah,
1: tell us about that. So and, you know, it was kind of funny you said. Oh, it, my yeah.
0: God. Yeah, I was like, who would want a be yeah. a model? But I have to actually thank another good friend, Erica, um, Emma Villa, for that. She's a, a plus-size model. And she is amazing at what she does. And I was going through a really bad time with my last divorce. Uh, my last husband, unfortunately, I've gone through... I think the different, probably every different element possible yeah. where, um, maybe we should go back a little bit, but like I said, after the one for eight years, we, we got divorced, uh, you know, when are we, whatever, uh, thank God that was a little bit more amicable than other things I've been through. And then I met an individual after him that unfortunately in between, let's just say I've, i I probably have a couple of order protections for a couple stalkers yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, not the best situation, uh, then met somebody who, you know, I found out ended up doing drugs and stuff and actually was my son's biological ah, dad. Can't be um, easy. and my son just found out himself, you know, over the last two years that he was adopted, he kind of put it together that my third husband, um, who unfortunately, um, I'm also a domestic violence survivor, but, uh, he ended up adopting him one after we got married because I had chosen that i did not want my son to be around those elements mm-hmm. and i thought that i was taking my son out of a bad situation and it feels like i put him in a worse situation sure. from the stuff that we were going through yeah. um you know i can't sit there and judge people that's you know it's not, not for job, me to do right. exactly ultimately and which you know i was born and raised catholic but mm-hmm. i love going to christian church and then some people say hey you know because you know my children have graduated from catholic school and see, see. things like that but um the Christian, like family Christian Center, Munster, big Omega Church, people are like, "Oh, it's a mega church." I'm like, you know, people still need to pay the lights, the gas, the mortgage. You know, it's just under I mean, we go round. to
1: concerts and we pay a lot of money to go to a concert, but when exactly. we go to church or something. People freak out about you know, and you I know, tell asking people, for donations.
0: I tell people, I will never push how my religion or how I feel about things on you. I'm not a Bible thumper by all means. I don't mm-hmm. make it to church enough. You know, God forgive me for that. But I do have my faith, and yeah. I think prayer was one of the biggest things that did also help me get through a lot of the dark times and uh you whine too unfortunately (laughs) at some point but thankfully that's not the problem but i do want
1: to ask you about that too because i think that's so important you know Mm -hmm. for someone that's been through so much and, and it seems like you've had to pick yourself up and not only yourself but your family and those around you yes and still you i mean you wanted things that you've accomplished what advice would you give to people that are going through something uh, traumatic in their lives
0: um uh, definitely please don't feel like you're by yourself because you're not um definitely let's see here. so after that whole incident like I said of somebody who was involved in certain things and also a a cheater and I got out of that relationship and then my son didn't have a relationship with that person and then going into the other relationship I was blindsided by somebody who made themselves out to seem like they were somebody totally different and was not and then
1: Kind of like a con artist.
0: Yeah. And then here, Hmm. um, while I was expecting my daughter, all of a sudden, it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Hmm. You know, like uh, if I had a strong opinion, the person would jump up, grab me by the arms and, you know, I can make you disappear. You know, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So we went through quite a bit. was in front of your children? Yeah. My second oldest would end up coming out, calling 911, calling the police. And then if I fought back you know which people are probably very familiar with this um when you try to fight back if you leave marks on the other person yeah. they they want to take both of you to jail and so i would always say i look at my kids and i'm like how am i going to you know leave them and go to jail and that's where i think a lot of women sometimes our people cuz there's men too i've had friends who their other half you know they're Wife or girlfriend was abusing them, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "What do I do? I can't hit a woman back." And you know, it it is. It's it's a kind of a a sad, vicious cycle that I'm hoping somehow, some way, law enforcement can figure out how. But basically, when I got to the point where I just finally needed to get out of it, and after a couple of years of saying, "No, no, you know what? We're gonna, I'll be okay. I'm just gonna hang on to the kids are in high school," because I didn't want to shame my family again, whatever the case may be, you know. But finally, you know, I, enough's enough. And you get to the point where, and unfortunately, there are some women who don't get to that right. point, And then they are a statistic, and it's a tragic statistic. Yep. And I think the last visit I had prior to where I decided that from the police to my home where that's it, I'm going to have to figure out how to, you know, get out of this. The officer looked at me and said, you know what? I really hope to God next time I come here, it's not to put you in a body bag, you know? And I was like. "Jeez." okay, it's time, you know, to figure it out, yeah. and it, it was a very sad situation, because I've always been somebody who, I mean, I'm not a saint, I'm not perfect, but I'm was still brought up with very old-fashioned beliefs. My grandma was like, you serve your man first, and you serve all the men in the house first, and then this, that, and make sure you clean, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, yeah. cooking, and this, and you're supposed to make sure your your other half is pleased, you know, professionally, no. physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, but it's like, people now tend to forget that it's supposed to be reciprocated at least a little bit, yeah. you know, but when you do give gift from your heart, you know, well, you can't I mean. expect, you know, in return, you right, have to just right. give and let God do the rest with right. that. But, um, yeah. So one day where I was sitting, I was still a farmer's agent at the time and I was sitting at my computer and, uh, I find he was, uh, you know, very jealous and was upset because in sales, which people who are in sales, I think you could probably relate to this. You really need a strong, Person next to you Absolutely a strong you person very understanding yes and who understands that you are going to get phone calls i mean mm-hmm. i'm one of those i i tell my clients i'm 24 7 you have my cell phone number you can text me you know midnight i have people who are working third shift so this way you know i want to make sure that i'm i'm there for them so if there's a situation where you know hey maybe they're on lunch break it's 1 a.m they're going to text me yeah you know don't hesitate, you know, don't feel bad, but that's because this is my industry. That's mm-hmm. what I'm in where, you know, certain individuals and they don't understand that. And they think you're up to no good, and this is going on. And that's just jealousy. I mean, that's just what, insecurity. insecurity. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so finally I had, uh, got the nerve to ask for the divorce. And I just remember seeing out of the corner of my eye, him just jump up from his seat and like start coming at me. And I just, oh. yeah, it was a, like cat and mouse, were chasing me around, chasing me around, trying to get things. I hear my kids screaming in the background Good along the, the the stairs. My second oldest was spending the the night by um a friend's that day, and um it was just yeah. So basically, what it was was I had to, I was able to manage to grab the phone, call 911 through it, and I think it landed behind a shelving system or something, but I could still hear the dispatcher. Like, you know, 911, what's your emergency? And and finally, after a while, saying, we're dispatching a vehicle to this address, you know, and I just kept saying, just, wow. you know, keep going, keep going, and don't scratch, don't fight back, don't push, don't, you know, smack, yeah. don't because, yeah, you, don't you wanna, know, no marks. Yeah, right. So um, when the police finally arrived, uh, thank God, he ran up to hide with the kids, and uh, I was like, I didn't touch her. She fell, off, she fell over the sofa and had marks, <laughs> you know, from the sofa, the officer came in and said, yeah. Your fingerprints are still on her neck. There's oh. no way. Yeah. Right, right. So that was a whole then going through that legal process and stuff like that, which, you know, it, it's it's hard because at the same token, you want to share your story because you're like, you don't want people to go through what you went through. Yeah, for sure. But then you also live with that fear that, yeah. you know, I hope there's not going to be any repercussion, mm-hmm. you know, for sharing because people are like, huh, you know, yeah, or. So you know, how
1: do you deal with that? I mean, especially now, how, mm-hmm. how you know people watching or going through something similar?
0: Well, I think for me, the biggest thing is I like to share because I know there's other people who've gone through it or going through it, and you should know that there are ways and avenues to get out of what you're going through. Um, It's just having that strength enough um, to say, you know, I can do this and the determination and don't be afraid to reach out to strangers because sometimes strangers are gonna be the blessing in disguise versus somebody you thought was really gonna be there for you, be it family or yeah. friend based. Yeah. And I I can't tell you how many times where I've got yelled at by exes that you talk to everybody, you tell everybody your story, da, da da and But I talk to these people and all of a sudden they become like one of my greatest friends. No, that's how it
1: is. The more vulnerable you can be, the more likely you are to connect with others.
0: Exactly. And to know that there are numbers out there. I mean, Indiana has different hotlines. Illinois has different hotlines. Um, Sometimes, you know, being able to know, like there's some people, unfortunately, that can't, you know, or even worse where they're so watched by their abuser that they can't, you know, even get that little note like help. So it's a way of... You know, little things that you can think of, you know, putting it together um, when you're out to not be afraid to reach out and talk to somebody and say, you know, by the way, you know, I I need help. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's just.
1: Well, it's so important. We need to be there for one another.
0: Exactly. And I'm very glad, though, that at the same token, I had, like I said, my mom's side of the yeah. family who. Very educated. I have one aunt who's a retired, you know, paralegal from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Her daughters apparently go there to at the U.S., uh, Attorney's Office now. My oldest uncle is a retired CPD detective. Mm. Um, like I said, my mom worked for immigration at one point. My other uncle, he's one of their chief lending officers for SBA out of, you know, Oglesby building. I, it's just been, you know, my other aunt, uh, the one who would always take me to networking events. I loved it because she was always involved with networking with the Federal Highway Administration. Oh, wow. So they were always, thank God, you know, giving me like ideas. You could do this, you could do that. And then I love the fact that I did, you know, she got me into networking where I would, I mean, I was blessed with Mm -hmm. meeting an array of people because not only did I get to, you know, be involved in different groups, I was an Indiana commissioner for a short period of time. And that was all thanks to a very good friend of mine. He knows who he is and I'm not going to say his name because, you know, it tends to, he gets all these questions. (laughs) How can I do this? And, and so I just, you know, like I said, there are so many people that I would you know, I hope they know who they are and how much they mean to me that I am truly blessed to have, you know, them in my life. because
1: oh, Yeah, it seems like it. no matter how much you've been through, you are blessed.
0: Yeah, they help evolve. And, and I have to honestly say, that's why I could tell people, that you know, no, you know, like my last husband, unfortunately, uh, you, know, you know, people are like, ah, you go and say things you shouldn't say. It was a huge cheater. You know, like, I guess it is what it is, right? It is what it is. And unfortunately, I know that that person's been through stuff themselves that yeah. he could have probably benefit from, like counseling and things like that. But, you know, he just decided to go a different route and, and you're here and I'm here. And now the current person in my life has been absolutely amazing. And it's so weird because we're like, how did we not ever bump into each other like many, many years ago? And, you know, so much in common. And then all of a sudden here we had and it, we were both at a stage in our life. Where we're like, that's it. Never dating again. And we had some mutual friends end up setting us up. <laughs> and yeah,
1: well, it sounds like life was working out
0: yeah it's been a huge blessing like I said in addition to it with the modeling my friend Erica back when before the holidays Christmas and all that where I was finalizing my divorce and you know going through everything and feeling you know kind of down about things um she had this networking event at a boutique up north in Chicago and um invited me and some friends and uh ended up going and they had it where you could try on some of the clothes and I happened to try on this body so they're like leave that on with your <laughs> pants and they had a professional photographer there who took our pictures and when he sent me the picture I was like ah, I like this I'm gonna post it on Facebook and then next thing you know through Facebook and Instagram I was getting um, messages from photographers who were like can we shoot you would you mind working go. with Look us and
1: the star was born
0: I, was, I don't know Yeah, like I said <laughs> when I forgot that first message I'm like oh it can't be true and he's like, no, 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 I know Erica. I know yeah. Erica. And I was like, okay. And I'm thinking maybe this is a hoax, you know. Yeah. And so he reached out to my friend Erica. And the next thing you know, we had a, you know, the message, the group messaging going on. And he's actually my first photo shoot. I got to shoot with her. We, you know, did some pictures together and then, you know, some pictures separate. And I have to honestly say, like I said, from there, that was another thing that I think helps also with your confidence and your self-esteem sure. well, is when imagine. you, don't, you know, take into effect. That, wow, you know. I didn't realize all these years when I was younger because of everything going through you know you have like the last one was definitely a narcissist and that's what I tell people you know you have different you know people in your life and stuff like that but each one taught me something and now after going through everything I went through it taught me that you definitely have to find a way to love yourself and I think just everything that happened on top of it has helped me to help others that it makes me that much better in my industry so I mean, like with being with Remax Ten right now, which is the agency I'm out of, and I appreciate you know everything that they do for me too. So thank you, Val. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, with the part-time modeling, still building my portfolio and learning how to do a comp card, and, and then my kids, of course, my son, when there's a sexy photo shoot, he's like, "How does your <laughs> shoe like, go, Mom?" He's like, "I don't know how I feel about people looking I at my can mother imagine, like that." Yeah. <laughs> And then thank God my boyfriend is very supportive with that. He's yeah. not, you know, insecure and, and sure. jealous. And it's like, no, it's oh, yeah, important. you should do that. Where you learn, you know, the people, you know, who surround you. you have to keep that positivity. I mean, do vision boarding. Do, you know, uh, people are like, no, I can't dream about those things or hope and pray. No, do it. Yeah. You have to do they it. Have Be to positive. Do it. Um Stay, you know, you know, strong in those aspects because staying strong and just even that fairy tale that you have in your head is going to help you to keep going.
1: Absolutely. And
0: then, business. I mean, I've always helped other. I've supported other presidents, CEOs with organizations, build their businesses. So now I, with the real estate, because when I was at UFC, I had a couple of knee surgeries that I wasn't released on time, and my job had to be given away. I called up a good friend of mine who, for 15 years, tried to get me into real estate, and I was like, "All right, Leo, how does this work? (laughs) Let's do this." And. Did they accelerate courses and here I am, you know, almost four years later and I have to honestly say it's it's hard right now because, you know, this virus has been, you know, interesting with the economy, but I, I love what I do and it's I amazing. love helping other people because sometimes there's things that even just in real estate you have Maybe, you know, a single mom disclosed some things that she went through, yeah. and, you know, or a single dad. I mean, even had that, or, you know, just people in general. And then, otherwise, majority of them, I have clients who I tell my clients, you have me for the rest of your life. <laughs> they become an extended part of my family. They do. I mean, I had a friend's giving back in November, and I had clients that, I mean, literally, they are like my family. They came, we danced, laughed, drank. And, you know, I'm one of those who, I always tell people I love you, care about you, you know. <laughs> you seem like it, very generous. Yes. But overall, you know, also 2010, I decided to go ahead and publish a children's book.
1: Oh, wow, that's incredible. So, yeah, you have so much going on. Yeah, so there's a whole So uh, how do we find that?
0: Oh, it's, I, I believe it's still on Amazon. And, oh, very cool. you know, the old Barnes and Noble um, site. It's called Mina, the Mystical Princess of Zentel. It's okay. actually under Mercedes-Bergos. I got think it's one of my names. <laughs> but uh, that was another funny thing that everybody would always say, why do you hyphenate your, your name, especially when I was going for my master's degrees? And I'm like, because I got the it from my father's side of the family and not yours. <laughs> so that was always a joke. But, um, well, yeah, I have, I mean, so I guess for me, with everything that I have gone through, I know there's probably individuals. Like I have my Facebook pages for modeling for the Remax Ten. So there's like new model Mercy, I think we have it out there for for the modeling through Instagram and Facebook and then, you know, Mercedes Remax Ten and then of course just Mercedes Burgos, my Facebook page and all of that. But I know sometimes it's hard for people to reach out and find what they need service wise. So I'm one of those that I always tell people don't hesitate, you know, go ahead and you know, inbox me, ask, you know, where can I go? You know, or because if I don't have the answer to something, I've luckily along the way, because of everything I have done, and I'm hoping to continue to be involved with different, like I have a very good friend who has around Chicago um, networking. That She does these events, you know, every other month and so forth. Of course, with the virus, it's, you know, held back things. But, um, you know, Nicole Price is real good with that, and so I'm hoping that I can continue to, you know, Uh, have that in my life where I continue to find resources that I can help other people with. So be it education, be it domestic violence, be it rape, be it psychological, you know, mental health or whatever the case may be, real estate, or even, you know, with the modeling, I always tell people don't hesitate to reach out to me, call me, email me, you know, inbox me, message me.
1: Well, there you go. Now you know (laughs) Mm that. If you need to reach out to to Mercedes or, you know, if if you think that, um, you know, your stories connect, please feel free to reach out to her directly or, you can click on the link below, but, you know, Mercedes, has to thank you so much for, for sharing so much of your story. I know, though, and I'm so sorry because I know no, we only have a limited time, yeah, and that's that's like it's like,
0: it's a lot, but, I mean, right now, now, ultimately, like I said, now I'm in such a better place. I mean, with my it, yeah. children, um, you know, of course, we have legal things that are going on with my children because of everything we've been through, mm-hmm. but my kids are doing better, they're happier, I mean, and knock on wood, mm. we'll stay healthy from this virus which I hope and pray everybody is protected and, you know, healthy and recovers and no more deaths from this craziness. And hopefully the world at some point will have some kind of normalcy and maybe find God again. But at with the work, like I said, with the real estate, I'm very passionate about that. So, I mean, buying, selling, commercial, whatever the case may be, if, you know, anybody has a question. I'm, like I said, Indiana, Illinois. And like they say, se si habla espanol. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, have that. I have a lot of Spanish-speaking clients. Okay. And uh, also just in general, I mean, like I said, I've been very blessed, too, that I've had photographers, which I'm very appreciative of you guys that have reached <laughs> out to me to hire me on for little modeling things and the pictures and building portfolios and stuff like that because it's, it's been an experience. And um, through that, I've helped others, yeah. you know, like my uh, boyfriend's daughter. She's You know, University, and she's been able to help me with hair and makeup and My second oldest, too. She loves hair and makeup. And so it's just, it's... I find it where everything that you've gone through, remember that everything you've gone through, no matter what, it's been for a reason. Even though we might say to ourselves, why me or blame or think that God has put us in a bad position for a reason. It's not. Actually, things do happen, I think, to align you, to be able to... To better you. To better yourself. But not only that, a lot of people don't realize, mentor others. Absolutely. It's huge if... Everybody, especially in the business world, and that's one thing that we're going to try to work on with this next group that a friend of mine is working on um, with uh, the organization she's trying to build, is to mentor, is to hurry up, you know, to just hurry up and be able to build this a- avenue for the young ones to be able to say, hey, sure. you know, how did you get to where you're at, and not be afraid to share it.
1: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you having me. Like I said, so sorry.
1: No, God bless you and your family. You yeah, seem to. You thank appreciate
0: you. it. <laughs>